You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Welcome, one and all, to episode 236 of the Pimp Cron Warhammer Podcast, where you come here and we chill out and you listen to me ramble for like 30 to 40 minutes about various Warhammer topics and we just have a good time. We just we just chill. Am I right? Uh, we're brought to you by GameMat.eu and they have, um, you know, resin terrain and STL files and neoprene mats and all sorts of stuff. We're also brought to you by Panhandle3D.etsy.com, which is their new website uh, URL. And um, they, of course provide all sorts of 3D printed terrain, which is awesome. They also do a bunch of personalization stuff, combat gauges, uh, dice trays, tumblers, all that. So um, you can get 10% off with Event 10 from GameMat.eu, and you can get uh, 15% off using code PH3D15OFF. So pan, handle, 3D, 15, off. And that's 15% off your order, so that's good. Uh, Patreon patrons are someone else I must not forget to thank because these people, they are the salt of the earth. I mean, they are the most doable people that I've ever met. They're, they're very, very sexy. Matter of fact, I, you can't even join my Patreon unless you're incredibly bangable. Uh, that's just, that's just the thing I do. Um, so if you know anybody, you know, Grendel or, um, uh, mother flippin' Lord Mike, or Kojo, or any of them, they're all like like a 9 or a 10, basically. So you just know that, just take that to heart. Um, I actually have people send me a picture first, um, and I determine whether or not they meet the hotness criteria. I mean, I'm, I'm sure maybe like an 8.5 slipped in there somewhere, but they're definitely 9s or 10s, just round upward. <laughs> anyway, I'm just I'm just stupid today. What are we talking about? Well, the real talk for the Pimpcron is is life worth living without a hobby? <laughs> like like that's a legitimate question for me. Is it is it worth it at all if you don't have a hobby? Then we cover the new Hedonites of Slanesh, Lord of Hubris, which uh is a new character of theirs being released with the new book. So find out what we think about that. And then we have the triumphant return of Kink Long. If you remember, he uh, wrote in a couple months ago twice. And uh, he's a very interesting individual, so you should listen to what he has to say. He gives me some words. He gives me some of his words so that I can use them. So I'll use one now. Periwinkle. There you go. I used one of them. Anyway, uh, that'll make more sense if you listen to that segment. What have I been up to? You ask. I just heard someone. Who was it? Oh, there, yeah, okay, you raise your hand. Uh, somebody said, Pimpcron, what have you been up to? And I'm like, well, I have been up to, I went to the club this week. I played with one of the kids. Um, we played uh, 40K, and I just softballed them a game. I mean, I, it wasn't like, you know, I'm trying to introduce them into narratives. So um, I told him, listen, my Drakari, I want to get half of my Drakari off your board edge. You have to stop me. So that's what we did. I mean, not Drakari, I'm, I'm stupid. Harlequins. Uh, 50% of my Harlequins. So I ended up getting uh, four, 400 points, but I had to get a minimum of 600 points off his board edge. So um, he, he lit me up there for turn two and three, um, but uh, it seemed like he had fun and I had fun. And um, so he, he did end up winning. I knew the odds were stacked against me, especially with 
the Harlequins only having a five up invol now instead of a four up, but um, it was still a lot of fun. It was totally casual. And then I also just did a brutal space game that I'm making into a battle report. It is an interesting simultaneous battle where you can play the fleet battle around a planet and on the planet is the ground battle and they can affect each other. This one was much more narrative. Um, I had to go find this diplomat that was being held hostage. So I had to run through and check four different rooms to see which one he might be in. Turned out he was in the third one that we checked. And um, my ship out on the fleet map was um, outnumbered two to one. So my ship is only three points. I had an enemy force of six points trying to hunt me down. And it was a lot of me trying to hide behind the planet so they can't see me and running around and just trying to evade them and uh, had a little bit of a surprise ending. Anyway, you can find that at uh, Brutality Skirmish Wargame uh, YouTube channel if you so feel inclined. Um, it was a lot of fun. And um, what else? That is about it. Um, I started working on some Power Rangers Warband for Brutality. Um, and I recorded this battle report. And now I'm uh, going through all of my small, um, proper scaled Klingon Birds of Prey resin miniatures that I bought. And uh, I'm making them into squads and stuff for Brutal Space. So that's about it. And uh, Dominion Fighters. So, and Brutal Space is officially out. Um, it came out this past week, so go check that out. And um, that you can find that at BrutalitySkirmishWarGame.com. I'd appreciate it if you did support the um, game, if you're at all interested in it. And I think that's about it, so let's get on with the next segment. Let's open the Tesseract Mailbox. Hey, look at the time. It's a Tesseract Mailbox, where we read your fan mail or, you know, sometimes criticism or whatever. So today we have another letter from Kink Long. You might remember them from this fall when they emailed in, and they were a um, an interesting customer. Let's see what they have to say this time. Hello, my P. It is I again, Kink Long. I decided to send you some words again, as you did request that we send you some of ours that we had spare. Here, <laughs> here are some of my words. Periwinkle, peppermint, Pepsi Cola, preposterous, perfunctory. I estimate that should hold you for a while. Treasure them. They are some of my favorites. The neat thing about words is that they can be strung together like a barrel of monkeys, each hanging on the previous and sometimes making meaningful sentences. What do you want me to talk about? Something Warhammer, I assume. Here's my ranking of model materials. Metal, this is going from best to worst. Metal, plastic, wood, flesh, teeth, mud, Pepsi Cola resin. Do you see how far down resin is on that list? Because I do not care for it. I must admit that flesh. I must admit that flesh through Pepsi Cola constructed miniatures is only a guess, as I have not made or possessed any of those materials, but I wager nearly any material would be better than resin. Thoughts, or am I wasting my time? Kink Long. <laughs> well, you, you always have an interesting uh, entrance and exit, Kink Long. Um. Yeah, that would be uh, miniatures made of um, flesh, teeth, or mud, or Pepsi Cola would actually be really interesting. Um, I fear that they do have Pepsi Cola-ish miniatures in the form of those gummy Coca-Cola bottles. Those are basically miniatures, and they don't really have Pepsi Cola in them. But you're probably going to say, oh, it's not Pepsi Cola, but it's cola-flavored, right? You're not wasting your time. Um, I, you know, I would say that I, I actually do like 3D printed resin. Um, I don't care for like the fine cast. Obviously, a lot of people don't like fine cast. But um, 
And it's odd that you like metal above all else. That probably, maybe, says something about your age. Because probably nobody, you know, in their early 20s would have much experience with metal. So you're probably a little bit older if you prefer metal over everything else. Honestly, I'm a big fan of metal as well. I really like metal. I like the feeling of a big, heavy miniature. Obviously, they are more expensive than plastic nowadays. And obviously... They are harder to put together if you've got, you know, the famous story behind like the um, Black Dragon on the Sorceress on Black Dragon and all those models that were like really hard to put together um, because, you know, super glue doesn't hold metal very well and you'd have to green stuff the gaps. And so but for small miniatures, um, I still order small miniatures that are metal um, like uh, Crooked Dice is a really good website. I just bought they finally came out with um they have all the Thundercats and they have all the um, Animal Men from uh, Thundercats and they've got Mumra and all that. But they finally came out with um, Wily Kit and Wily Cat. So I did and Star Snarf. So I bought those and um, and then since I was already there, I bought some other miniatures for Brutality. But um, yeah, so and, and they come out and they're beautiful. I mean, they're not the a lot of people think that metal miniatures now are like the way they used to be very flat, very you know, not much motion, but, um, a lot has, casting has gone a long way. So, um, I'm actually in agreement with you. I do prefer plastic over metal. That would be my only difference. And, um, I don't think, I don't know how much experience you've got with 3D printed resin, but 3D printed resin's very good. I don't have any issues with that, um, unless it's real fragile. But, um, I actually don't know what resin you're talking about. I guess Forge World or, um, some other sort of cast resin. And honestly, I've never really had that much issue with those as well, except once again, it has a similar issue that the metal has. Is very large models, if you buy some big tank from Forge World, it's not going to go together very well. Like my Squigoths and all that, they they do not go together very well. They've got these big like nubs of resin that you have to cut off or whatever in order to get the hips, the legs into the hip bones and all that. But anyway... Thank you for uh, Perfunctory and Periwinkle and Pepsi Cola and all the other ones you gave me. I appreciate those words, uh, Kink Long. And feel free to write in whenever you want. You guys can reach me at pimpcron at gmail.com or facebook.com slash pimpcron or pimcron on Instagram. I'll see you guys on the next side of this music. I think I just said music. Want that or want that not? Alright, well, you know what time it is. It's Want That or Want That Not. Today we're covering the new Hedonites of Slanesh character, Lord of Hubris. Uh, what are we looking at here? Well, for $35, you've got a man who is bald. He has one armor shoulder. He's got uh, armored crotch, armored shins. He's got a shield. He's got a sword. He's standing on a statue. And um, he's standing on, like, the head of a statue. And he's got a neat, like, um, real long triple ponytail on his hat. And that's about it. I mean, I have no idea how he plays on the battlefield. This is, once again, fitting in the camp of uh, totally fine, like, uh, okay... I really think you could have done literally anything else to make it more interesting. Um, he looks very generic. He's a dude. He's lightly armored. He's keeping with some of the things like the um, 
the almost full arm length glove that the Hedonites like to have. Um, the shield looks fine. The shoulder pad's got a face on it. I'm just not... I guess I'll wait to see what his rules are, if they're interesting in any way, but I would not be buying this model for the model. If it would inter it would make playing my army more interesting, I might buy it. But honestly, just going by the look of it, which is basically what this segment is, it's a want that not for me. I just think they could have literally done anything better. The uh, Twin Souls, the unit of like um, possessed people. Why didn't you make a Twin Souls guy? With, like, his face, you know, like, pulling apart in the middle or something, like an, an aberrant or whatever. Uh, there, you could have done literally anything. You could have done a, a cast spawn character. You could have done just, just literally anything besides more of the same. $35. I don't know, man. I'll wait to see what he looks like on paper because it's not doing literally a single thing for me. So, let me know if you disagree with me. But I am not, not that impressed. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pentcron. Well, hello everybody. It's Real Talk with the Pentcron yet again. And today I wanted to discuss the topic of, is life worth living without a hobby? And that might seem really, really dramatic, right? But it, it spurred me to ask this question and explore this idea when I was speaking to a friend the other day. And the friend said that all he does is he goes to work every single day and he comes home and he eats dinner and then he might have to like do something with his kids or do something with his wife or whatever, like, you know, family stuff. And he might watch, you know, an hour or two of TV and then he goes to bed. And then the following day he wakes up and starts it all over again, work and come home and dinner and blah, blah, blah. Not to mention work chores, not to mention, um, you know, like things you might have to do outside of work. Or things that you have to do in your yard, yard chores, or house improvements, or, or whatever. Not including all those things, a good portion of his time is taken up with doing things for other people, such as his family, or his employer, or his job, or whatever. And he basically was like, oh man, I need a hobby. And I was telling him, you really should get into some sort of hobby. It certainly doesn't have to be Warhammer. It doesn't have to be miniatures painting, or miniatures wargaming, or anything like that. But you really should have a hobby, whether it be going to the gym or um, literally anything. It could be um, playing chess online with people on an on a online chess game. Or it could be playing an MMO or it could be playing an RPG or it could be woodworking or learning a skill or going to night classes or, or really whatever would interest you. Of course, anybody listening to this podcast um, would say that Warhammer is a good hobby because of the list building and the lore and the tactics, and the uh, assembling, and the painting, and it's kind of like a very all-encompassing hobby versus something like, let's say, Heroclix, where you just buy the Heroclix, and then you make your list and play, right? So, to me, that seems like such a sad existence for a human being to have, is where work is your only thing you do outside the home, and anything you do inside the home is more or less wasting time. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not important to spend time with your family, your kids, your wife, whatever, but certainly he could cut out the television. Certainly he could find time for a hobby. And he seems very sad that he doesn't have a hobby, but he also seems very um, unmotivated to start one. But then again, he's not happy with the situation. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you got to do something. You got to mix stuff up. You got to try something else, right? 
So to me personally, obviously there are many things that are worth living for. And uh, this is not any sort of, uh, you know, life ending conversation. I'm not taking it that seriously. I'm just saying, what is the spice of life? What is what makes life worth living and enjoyable? Well, obviously, you know, having children, being married or having relationships or even if you don't have all that stuff, having um, good friendly ties or family ties or church group or club or whatever you like to do. That is all things that make life more bearable, right? Outside your work obligations, outside all of your chores, that certainly makes life more bearable. And that is something you can enjoy. If you really like movies, I feel like that's a slight amount of waste of time. But if you truly do love movies, then watch a couple movies, you know, enjoy your life because you're only here so long. But to me, ignoring all of those philosophical things, like what's the point of living, you know, like as far as like, you know, living for your family um, and all that, really, if you only serve other people and you only work towards your financial goals or your lifelong goals or your whatever, it's still a pretty mundane existence if you don't have some sort of hobby. And I know on the podcast uh, probably a year ago, we discussed um, eustress. It's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. And I read a whole article about it and covered it on the podcast where eustress is basically play. It's fake stress. Have you ever played a video game and you're playing a boss and the boss, you're like, oh, God, and you're like anxious because this boss might kill you and it's a challenge. Your brain knows you're not really being chased by this boss. You might feel like fake stress or um, fictional stress, but it's not actual stress as opposed to you being chased in the woods by a bear. That would be real stress, right? Well, the article and the studies that they were doing said that um, if you only ever have real stress, work stress, family stress, life stress, if you only have real stress and you never have you stress, which is fake stress for play, your brain gets conditioned to see everything as a real threat. And it's just because of the stimulus that you give it on a daily basis. But if you play a video game or you play a really challenging Warhammer game against an opponent or you go play in a magic tournament or you do whatever, even, you know, even weightlifting or, or exercising is you stress because sure you're running, but you're not running from a bear. If you follow me. And I, I feel that you stress comes up more and more often. And that's the whole purpose of our hobby. You know, it might be a real challenge to kit bash a model to make it look the way you want, or it might be a challenge to get all the mold lines off or to drill your barrels or to whatever. There's some minor um, stress there for lack of a better word, but it's fun and challenging, but it's not life-threatening. So you can start seeing that everything's not such a big deal when you start experiencing both real-life stress and you stress once you have a hobby. I had decided several years ago, many, many years ago, I was, I was into the hobby too much. I was spending every night, you know, at the kitchen counter assembling models. I was painting models. I was writing articles. I was doing this... Uh, I was just non-stop having friends over to play Warhammer, going to the club to play with Warhammer. And I decided, you know what, for like two weeks, I'm just going to cold turkey it. I am not going to touch Warhammer. I'm not going to go to the club or whatever. And those were really, really like sad is probably too strong of a word, but they're very like empty weeks. Those couple weeks that I did that. I was just like sitting there and I'm not like much of a TV watcher, so I'm not watching TV or anything. 
And I'm just sitting there at the kitchen table and, you know, I'm talking to my wife or talking to my kids, but I'm not doing anything. I'm not, I'm not engaging myself in any way. I'm not being productive in any way. And this was a long time ago before I had brutality, um, because a lot of my free time is taken up doing brutality, but, um, you know, developing new supplements or editing or whatever. But, um, I just, I just feel, I felt so unfulfilled for those couple weeks and I was so happy to go back to it and, you know, try to restrain myself a bit. I don't have to have people over four times a week to play Warhammer for crying out loud, right? I can still do, I can still go to the club once a week and then maybe once a week have a friend over and not overdo it. Um, but I look at these people that I've, I've had so many fathers of kids whose are friends with, with my kids, you know, like other kids' parents tell me, oh yeah, I don't have any hobbies, you know, either I've heard some of them say my wife won't let me have any hobbies, which seems like not that great of a relationship or um, you know, sometimes people just blame their spouse and it's not really their spouse's problem, but, um, or just, you know, I just don't have time, but they, they look stressed out. They look unhappy. They look, and I'm like, dude, it's not mentally healthy for you. You need to just chill out. And if you want to pick up surfing, go pick up surfing. If you want to go pick up hunting or fishing or literally anything that will get you out of the house, or even if you don't leave the house, find something that will engage you in a fun and meaningful way, because I. I'm going to speak in platitudes here, but life is so much better and so much more worth living when you have a hobby and you have something to occupy your time. I think about my hobbies, whether it be Warhammer or Brutality or whatever, I think about it all day at work. While I'm working at work, anytime I have free time and I don't have to actively be thinking about my work, I'm thinking about Warhammer. I'm thinking about Brutality. I'm thinking about some story I'm going to write or, or whatever, and it makes your days go by smoother it makes you um, a deeper and more multifaceted human being, a better well-rounded human being if you've got lots of different interests. So I would definitely suggest that for all of you. Make sure you don't lose sight of your hobby. And honestly, I think this does make life worth living. Thank you to GameMet.eu for supporting the show and Panhandle3D.etsy.com and all my beautiful, sexy, good-smelling Patreon patrons. I will see you next week. <laughs>